Hi, Gareth here. This is just a note to say that we're off this week because I'm shamefully taking a holiday. So instead of our usual show, we're going to play the audio from our live show that we put out in November of last year, where me and Anthony were exploring some of our favourite modern classical releases. Worth adding a couple of notes before we get started. This is recorded over Zoom, so the audio is not going to be to the standards you should expect from a normal independent music podcast. Also, the live shows, when you're watching them, they have video accompaniments to the tracks, so you'll have to forgive any references that we make to the videos themselves. There's also a lot of interaction with the audience through the chat box, and so we'll make a couple of references to the things that they're saying on there, so yeah, you'll have to forgive that as well. If you like what you hear, if you want to join in with a live show in the future or want to re-watch past live shows, please do support us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash independent music podcast. In the meantime, enjoy. Hey, everyone. There we go. Oh, Anthony wants to give it five. I literally said, give it five. And you were like, hello. And I was like, well, let's just, let's just, let's not give it five. Well, I can tell you what you missed out on. You missed out on Hen Ogled's Trouble with Dabina. But I thought, I thought, you know, a bit of a grimy pluralist is the perfect intro for a modern classical uh, special for patrons and supporters. Hello, everyone. I should always check first out if everyone can hear and see both of us. I can hear you perfect, Gas, but your face was frozen the, that, that time when you were talking. Well. But I that, can hear you. Your, your voice was coming through perfect. Well, that bodes well. So I've been having a lot of internet problems recently. So this could make it a fun one. I have. Uh, I can reveal that the technical fault last time we did this was that I'd forgotten to plug my laptop in. And I can confirm that this time I have plugged my laptop in. Uh, so we shouldn't get any <laughs> sudden sudden crashes this time. But no, welcome. I'm super, super looking forward to this one. I think it's fair to say the two of us were a little some not concerned. Some trepidation about modern classical. But. Yeah, exactly. We won the poll and, you know, and we know there's obviously loads of great music. There. There's loads of great music in ev- everywhere. But, you know, it's definitely not a genre that would be our number one, like, most listened to, most knowledgeable. But we had a sort of a, like a look through our record collections, a little chat about it, and sort of amazing music just popped up in, like, five minutes. <laughs> just, like, just, like, overflowing with amazing tunes. It ended up being no problem at all. Definitely we might sort of be pushing the boat here and there about what you might consider um modern classical but we'd like to think every track has definitely got a a good strong element of that that is for sure and we are looking forward to uh, the bingo as well thank you to ronan <laughs> for sorting it out for everyone as I well i've seen the bingo and cards have you you haven't seen them is that right guys no no that would be madness because then we could it's a surprise it's, like, it's a total surprise for both of us <laughs> why what, what i think it's like if no one's won by the end We'll just keep, we'll, on the last slide, we will just list out all the things that we usually think we say and until there's a winner. One's marked Already off. Already one marked Get off. Out. Oh, it's got to be something about technical <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, right, okay. 
Hang on, let's 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 put this. Does it say I reference it? I reference a technical fault, or there was a technical fault? Because I don't think we've had a technical fault apart from the face freezing. We haven't officially started. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hello, Chris Lindcraft. You've just popped in as one of my my four featured faces. (laughs) Right, I reckon. Yeah, so that sounds good. Uh, Ronan why not in chat just call them off when they come in that is a very good show and yeah the winner does get a fabulous podcast t-shirt you can tell by my excellent photoshopping skills on this it took me hours and hours uh, to dress as in the (laughs) said shirts for this illustration but you know they are still available to buy as Anthony keeps telling me Uh, so yeah let's us get on i'm going to kick off this unless anthony has anything any housekeeping you want to talk about all good to me buddy super then i'm going to start off from iceland this is a sound of heckler wonderful theremin player and yeah eases in very nicely
phenomenal, isn't it? It's Heckler, uh, and it is uh, Stunned Dumb is the name of the track. Yeah, I Nadia, I'm really happy that it won as well after the initial trepidation. And Scott, yeah, it is absolutely gorgeous. And happy Thanksgiving to you and all Americans today. I'm glad you are here rather than uh, stuffing your face with turkey, although probably a bit early in the day for that i imagine 10 in the morning in hawaii or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no heckler it comes from this album which i'm gonna call a or a it's you know i did try and learn icelandic once and failed quite miserably on pretty badly along with me learning italian and polish so i sort of got the odd word here and there in every language i think on earth and a bit of portuguese here and there but yeah heckler it's actually heckler is a volcano in iceland but that and i always just assumed um, the artist was naming herself after said volcano in Iceland, but it does t- it does transpire it's, uh, it is her name, Hecla Magnusdottir. Uh, she is yeah, she is a theremin player, and the, the music it was actually Anthony who played it on the podcast originally that, and I just immediately fell in love with it, with him, with everything, and we also played this cassette which came out earlier this year the artwork from the album of the track that you just heard came out on vinyl this ep came out on cassette earlier this year and yeah it is one of many cassettes that i i own because i've started buying a lot of cassettes without buying myself a cassette player when i get one i'm we gonna have treat ourselves yeah. Treat, treat ourselves as some sort of cassette-based connection. Oh, some fireworks out there. Yeah, I can see them on the screen as well. Oh, well that's actually, that's I, adorable. I, I, I can only see them on my own screen. <laughs> that's actually, I can talk and see them. Wow, look at that. It feels like the fireworks just haven't stopped in the last couple of weeks. November's been so shy, everyone needs uh, something to do. Exactly. I paid for this. Yeah, a, a massive uh, surplus, presumably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Thanks, yeah you, be... patrons, you paid for this light show. <laughs> It does tipping over the edge a little bit. But no, this cassette worth getting out. And and if you've got nothing else to say on Heckler, I can talk about Phantom Yeah, Limited I was supposed to have a book for a gig at Cafriotto, but it didn't happen in the end for one reason or another. I can't remember. So I haven't actually seen her live, but really, really uh, uh, keen to. <laughs> Fucking hell. Guys, do you want to talk about that? And I might mute myself. I don't know how, yeah. how much it's coming across. Yeah, they are, they are going. Hold on. Maybe it's uh, people celebrating Thanksgiving or something, or, you know, just a big overstock because we didn't have bonfire night um here in the uk this year because of lockdown but phantom limb you know uh, absolute tip top label certainly one that we play a lot of music from whack whack kingdom most recent that's it yeah, yeah most recently i think whack whack kingdom that's N- anyawa one i think oh yes you are correct this week on the podcast that came out on monday i played Senyawa Alcazar, which comes out in January. Uh, amazing Indonesian duo. If you haven't heard this week's pod, definitely check it out for that alone. Um, can't remember what else is on there. Um, but um, New Optimism was the first record that we played for my introduction to the label as well. Project of Miho Hattori. It's a Japanese artist based in New York. Uh, a really unusual record. You know, it's sort of, I wrote down like twisted J-pop and that's probably about right. But when you compare that to Wack Wack Kingdom to Seniawa and then in the middle on the slide here, we've got MC Yella and uh, Yomak, which is how I think you say that, an Irish producer that came out earlier this year as well. It's, you know, you know we've got to have a... Sorry, Anne, go on. 
And I was just going to say, Ronan has called Indonesia on the uh, on the chat there. And I was like, hang on, I know Senyawa are from Indonesia, but it didn't specifically say Indonesia, but that's okay. We, uh, Ronan's the bingo master. If he says it is, he calls it. It's, it's got to be a reference, right? And, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I mean, MCL, obviously, fabulous Kenyan MC. And, yeah, not much else to say about that. So let's move on to the next one. See if you, I was going to see if you were going to hold back on some bingo there, guys. I see, I see what you were doing. Everyone was getting ready. Everyone yes. was getting ready to stamp their bingo card, but no, it wasn't happening. All right, what's, what's the first one for me? Okay, this track is Anna Meredith is uh, an, a classical composer, classically trained, does classical scores, um, but also makes her own music as well. And she definitely straddles the gap between, you know, being on a sort of indie record label, but also performing at the proms and doing classical stuff like that. This track here was my introduction to her. And I think Nautilus is just the absolute one. Some of her later music, I do like it, but sometimes it can be a little noodly or, you know, she's obviously very, very technically amazing and so is her band. And when you're so good, it can be tempting to do lots of, you know, technical stuff. And, uh, but this one, I remember my housemate, Sebastian Weikart, uh, bought it on record and played it um, uh, when it came out. And yeah, incredible then, incredible now. This is Nautilus by Anna Meredith. Thank you. 
Hand claps all round for that. I think it was so good, isn't it? There we go. Grade A banger there by Anna Meredith. Um, uh, that track is called Nautilus. Uh, asking on the chat. I actually don't know this uh, soundtrack, Scott. Was there a soundtrack for the film Eighth Grade? You come across that before, guys? No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't say I have. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely not. And I'm uh, the amount of times I spoke to her about doing shows back at this time, I was like, please do a show with me, please do a show with me. When she got managed by Moshi Moshi, I was like, please do a show with me. And then I never managed to make it happen. And then she got really popular and got an MBE and stuff. <laughs> wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. But uh, um, yeah, so that's, I think that version might be slightly different to the one that I have on vinyl that was initially released. I reckon that when Moshi did another release with her a couple of years later, they did a new video for it and perhaps a new recording. I'm going to have to dig out the other one, but whatever, it's not important. It's uh, amazing, both versions. Um, she's born in London, moved to Scotland, trained at the Royal Academy, uh, Royal College of Music in London. And yeah, performed, uh, one of her compositions was performed at the Proms in 2008 and uh, gone on to do all sorts of stuff. This is her, is this her last album? No, her no, first uh, album was Vomits in 2016, exactly. And then these are the more recent ones. I believe we've probably played something from every one of these. Yeah, um, we played, we certainly played Paramore from Fibs, which also has a great video. It's the one that's uh, filmed on a toy train. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely cracking. And Anno is sublime. It's, it's actually, I've got two of the records. I've got Varmints and I've got Anno. I haven't got Fibs yet. Uh, I should probably uh, fix that mistake. <laughs> yeah, that Anno one is uh, is uh, Four Seasons, Vivaldi's, and uh, I think Gareth, you played it on the pod, right? I did, yeah. So it's a, it's a mix, really, of original compositions and uh, the Scottish ensemble performing uh, Vivaldi's The Four Seasons. And so, uh, but they're, they're blended together, so it's interchangeable. So one is like Anna Meredith, the next one is uh, The Four Seasons. And it's a double record and it is absolutely in, inspired. It's like, it sounds like it's going to be terrible, but it is absolutely yeah, I was, not. I was like, oh, you know, Four Seasons, no, it is like obviously an absolute, one of the most famous classical pieces of all time. But I wasn't sure what this particular record could bring that, you know, loads of other amazing recordings of it couldn't. But it definitely does something uh, really quite different. Yeah, and worth shouting out how good she is live as well. I remember being sort of like, partially like paying any attention to her and me and you went and saw her at end of the road and she just completely blew our minds yeah, absolutely. absolutely great sort of stage stage show as well and it really yeah, really had a lot yeah, it was fab. next on me well my we talked on the pod this week about me crying and so scott walker dying was certainly one of those mornings i remember it incredibly well happened uh, well, in March last year. It, this was his last record. In fact, uh, the soundtrack to the film Childhood of the Leader. This is the opening from it. This is probably the closest to classical, classical that I get in this pod. So, yeah.
For a second there, I did think it was going to go through like just the whole film and the whole score, but I obviously knew it had it, but because I can't see the length of time, you think, did I put the right video in there? But <laughs> I can take the, more of that. Yeah, oh, 100%, just sit here. We can all watch it together, a good old watch-along, uh, given none of us seem to have seen the film, The Childhood of a Leader, uh, the soundtrack of which is by the, oh, the, the very... The very sadly missed Scott Walker. Yeah, I don't think it's putting too fine a point on to play like the greatest in my in my world, just the greatest experimental musician of all time. He Nadia, don't don't think it went unnoticed that you mentioned that you gave away your Scott Walker LPs. It really does depend on which LPs you gave away, whether that is a good or a bad thing. I missed that in the chat. Actually, I didn't see it. <laughs> Yeah, so I was immediately immediately drawn to it. Well, if it was any of these, it's an incredibly bad decision. (laughs) You know, this... uh, So Scott Walker, you know, if anyone's not aware, 60s 60s crooner, part of the Walker Brothers, some phenomenal music uh, solo in those years. And as the Walker Brothers, you know, absolutely not going to diss any of that. There's lots of phenomenal music there. But in his sort of avant-garde uh, sort of uh, he moved into the avant-garde quite heavily certainly in the early noughties you know with tilt that isn't listed here and just got increasingly more so the drift is probably his masterpiece in that regard and the documentary 30th century man which which was filmed a lot of it was filmed around uh, the recording of the drift and there is a scene as scott alluded to where it's just it, they're in the studio, this beautiful high spec studio, and there's a there's like a pedestal or in in the middle, and it's just got this beautiful hunk of beef on it, and one of the musicians, presumably like the percussionist, just goes in and there's a microphone above, it and he's just like punching a bit of beef, and it then cuts to Scott Walker, sort of sat behind the producer's screen, just like. Just like, just I hope like, they still ate it. Oh, uh, tender, been fucking tender, mate. After like they pummeled <laughs> it for like thirty takes, he was he took a long time to record his records. Did Scott Walker because he was a very much a perfectionist, certainly when it came to uh, his more let's say his more artistic yeah. side of it. But Bish Bosch as well, the follow up uh, came out uh, twenty twelve on four AD, and then with Sun uh, soused. Uh, came out 2014 was sort of the last non uh, the, the last rec, sort of studio record that came from him uh, yeah, I, was this Gary, I had a um i had a, a story a scott walker story that uh, Stephen from sun told me um and gareth doesn't know it's not an amazing story but what if it's just uh, basically because obviously scott walker has his reputation for being a recluse basically you know like hadn't didn't play live for as you know since the I don't know when, but 20, 30 years or something, you know, a long time, not really seen in public, didn't really conduct public interviews or anything like that. But Stephen was just like, Scott wasn't like a recluse. He was a social guy, you know, like if he was your friend or if you were doing something, you could you could hang out with him and he was nice, but he just didn't want to perform in public. So they did a soused, um at the St. John in Hackney, big church in North London. They did a soused sort of playback with a big sound system. And uh, Stephen was there. And Stephen said that actually Scott was there, like helping set up the sound system and stuff and making sure it sounded good until like literally like people started coming in. And then Scott was like, Hoo-y! and then like literally like, like jogged out one of the back doors because <laughs> he, 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 he didn't want anyone to see him. So 
he, he was fine when he was with his friends, but didn't want to be seen by the likes of us. <laughs> well, I think, uh, as well as he produced the music, that was it. And, you know, while I'm recommending, you know, uh, if I were to recommend sort of early Scott Walker, yeah, Scott 1, Scott 4, great. Uh, Night Flights by the Walker Brothers sort of is one of those records that straddles between the avant-garde and the pop sensibilities. Also, any of his covers of Jacques, Jacques Brel as well, the brilliant Belgian singer. Uh, yeah, Barry all... says on the chat, Gaz, which Scott Walker records is it okay to give away? Um, the ones after Scott 4 and before Night Flights. Night Flights came out in 97, so I think you're looking anywhere between... I think Scott Four might have been like late sixties. I don't know off the top of my head. Maybe sixty nine. Um, well, but anyway, suggesting thirty odd years there. Oh yeah. Well, he was essentially tied into a contract, and Scott Four. Scott Four is like I could talk about Scott Walker fucking ever, uh, and I might. Um, but you know, so Scott Four. That's all right, guys. I'm in. I've, I've got a bit more wine here. <laughs> oh yeah, I've only got a little bit. Yeah, I'm waiting for a refill. Um, but the. Yeah, so Scott Four was sort of him. He started like writing his own tracks a little bit because um, before he only did covers and or things that were written for him. And so by Scott Four, he was writing his own, and this was sort of his big play of writing his own songs, being a bit away from the pop hits, and it bombed ultimately. And the record label were like, "You're not fucking doing that again," but you're tied into this ridiculous contract. So that he just did covers for ages and just sort of like the, the I, I, I wouldn't want to say throwaway records because i said that to uh john dwyer once and he did not like he it he was very insulted he was he was very insulted but it wasn't quite what i meant but they're sort of like neil young-esque churn out the stuff that's going to get you through the contract or prints or a lot of love a lot of those jack brell is amazing that is you know that is, uh, I, th- I think they compiled his Jacques Brel covers onto one record. So, you know, in that 30 years, it, there is some, there's a lot of guff and there is some gold in there as well. But, you know, and I forgot, and sorry, I didn't make a note of who mentioned about challenging the heckler mispronunciation. Um, that you will have your mispronunciation from me guaranteed later in the show. Yeah, like we're up to six here, not doing bad on the bingo. Hopefully, some people are starting to uh, starting to get excited. If you've got a, if you've got a, if you've got a few there, but mine right. is a mine is a plum porter. It's uh, very festive. As disappointed, I didn't get the Christmas special, so I'm doing up <laughs> the Christmas drinks instead. I have little little's nice red wine. <laughs> Layers only at one. Oh yeah, and I, I, I spotted. I was flicking through the videos, and I see, I see my nan Betty uh, on there. Oh, I see my mum there now as well. Hello, mum, and hello, Betty. Lovely no to swearing. have you in. Lovely to have you in. Oh no, the swearing is absolutely, uh, absolutely acceptable in uh, in my household. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going to play you. Um, who knows? It's some more classical music. This is uh, the magnificent Komitas Vardapet. Armenian uh, composer, pianist from the turn of the century. This is played by Japanese pianist Kiko Shijiko. And the track, and uh, God. What did we say about the mispronunciation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're having it here. This is uh, Shishkiki. Thank you. 
go. The absolutely mesmerising, beautiful sounds of Komatas Vardapets. It's from his tenants record on Macam Records, Six Dances, uh, performed by Kiko Shijiko. As I mentioned, uh, from the turn of the century, um, he's from Armenia. He's not only a pianist, but also uh, was a collector of Armenian folk songs and Kurdish folk music, collected thousands and thousands of songs, and is regarded also as a, a pioneer, one of the earliest figures in ethnomusicology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew that 10 Inch was going to be one, Ronan, 100%. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to play it is, is not because of, not only because it's a brilliant, amazing song and it fits perfectly, but it, one of the things he's also well known for is he's a victim of the Armenian genocides that happened uh, around 1910, around that time. And um, unfortunately, it seems that, that that shit's kicking up again, the sort of stuff that you think is in the past and... Um, it was a long, a long time ago, but uh, Turkey and Azerbaijan are kicking off once again for some reasons unknown to logical people trying to exterminate the Armenians. But um, there is absolutely wonderful music there. And uh, yeah, I urge you to check out uh, that stuff. And if yeah, if anything comes on, she lines some awareness spreading about that, just whatever more and more people are aware about what's going on just with coronavirus and just general world going to shit, I think. They're like, hang on a minute, we can we can get rid of some, we can get away with some outrageous war crimes while hopefully nobody notices. Um, how this came on my um on my my plate is that it's on Macam Records. Macam Records is the record label of Arnaud from the X. And I know some favorite bands of some people here on the chat, certainly. Um, Barry here. And I'd never heard of Comites Valapet, but I'd bought basically everything I'd ever bought from Macam Records. If I'd never heard of it, it was amazing. So I'm the, the ex's promoter in London. So when the ex come to town, I know he brings his Macam Records, uh, just a distro. And I'm like, fucking just, just load me up, buddy. Just what, what, like, what, what, what don't I have? And I just buy anything. So even a 10 inch as a, a format that I'm not a fan of with the sort of classical music piano player who I've never heard of. It's just like, I don't care, I'm just buying that anyway because of the hit rate has just been so incredible for that label. And yeah, it did not disappoint. It is absolutely a favourite record. Absolutely wonderful. And that's recorded in the Macam Records studio in Amsterdam, where Kajiko is, is based. Um, so we've got some records here. Um, King Aisoba, uh, Thousand Can Die, and This Is Kologo Power, also featuring Aisoba and Ayuna Suli on it. And you are right, Barry, we need the X back. They're the kind of triumphantly, wonderfully uh, lifting band that everyone <laughs> that everyone needs. If the X just showed up in my lounge right now and started playing, I would 100% have a cry. <laughs> like, like, that, would, that would be it if, I, if they, were, they were magically in here. And um, they did a record here with Getachu Makuria. He's passed away now, but he's a legendary Ethiopian saxophone player. And they did a few records um, with him, all of which are absolutely tip-top. Yes, yeah, so that's Macam Records, if you yeah. want to check out that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of incredible, really, cause that a label that releases a lot of African music and sort of North European music would then yeah, put out something so, I was going to say something so beautiful, but their music is fantastic. But like something so different or so, so completely out there compared to everything else that they release. Exactly. This is a punk band, <laughs> like nominally, you know, like no, no, nominally sort of in that in that world. So yeah, definitely, yeah. Just it's just huge music fans. Basically, it's just people who just really, really love music down to the deepest fibre. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people here that can relate to that. <laughs> 
So another mispronunciation time. Well, my another of my favorite artists all, of all time, someone you might not expect here is Venetian Snez. It, he's done a couple of records, including this one, which is an utter masterpiece, uh, definitely in my top 10 records of all time by any measure. But it's the way he mi- mixes classical music and breakcore is utterly sublime. And if you don't believe me, you are That's about to... You start playing. When, I, when I first, probably the very first time I was ever at Gareth's house, we were like pretty drunk and he played this and I, I wasn't aware of this album before. And uh, my mind was blown. it is yeah it is it is uh one you will be converted to if you're not a fan of venetian snares already but yeah break core classical music that's post-classical to me this is called shirenshten apparently Thank you. 
Breakfast acid in Hawaii is probably not a bad way to go about <laughs> life, to be honest. Uh, not that I would know, but uh, Venetian snares, Roshulag Alat Shultet, is uh, I don't think we've got anyone from Hungary on the call, but um, if, if we do, okay. I'm very sorry indeed. At uh, least in, uh, in 2005, yeah, way before the pod. Uh, we ha- we have Planet a Hungarian? I am, I am Hungarian, Ian Cook with a very English oh. name. Hi, Ian. Uh, yeah, well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but you are in Hungary. And he lives in Hungary. Ah, oh, cool. Yes, yes. Well, thank uh, you. You can confirm that Gareth's pronunciation is, of course, immaculate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we did get a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did get a tweet, didn't we, Anne, about commenting on your excellent pronunciation at the end of this week's podcast of the Nakil Krishnamurthy song. That yeah. was the, the song was one word in about thirty letters. Oh, really? The artist was like. The pronunciation is correct. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. I think I should just hang up hang up my hat here. I mean, what got cut out in the edit was the 30 minutes uh, getting ready and practising it uh, that Lies. we had to go through. <laughs> Lies. Uh, but no, like I said before, this is, I mean, Venetian Snares. I've got a whole section of Venetian Snares records just down here, like probably slightly bigger, maybe about the same size as my Shit and Shine section. Yeah, the amount of language that I don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funnily, funnily enough, yeah, uh, oh, we're right. the same. The Ben yeah, but, Ben Ben's laying in here. He's not. He's, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's not holding back. Come on, man. It's been a it's been a hard, hard month. The sun's going down. Go, go, go easy on us. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but no. This means it, it, it's a Hungarian. Ex- it, it, it translates as "born under the wrong star." Is the title of this? It uh, translates. It, so it sort of means "cursed from birth," which is a bit of a theme in some of Venetian Snezer's work. Uh, I've just pulled out a couple of uh, highlights here. I mean, the middle one. I mean, the cover <laughs> alone. It's not my favorite Venetian Snezer album, music-wise, but you know, I with that artwork, you know, absolute but, must. But the first two here, so my downfall original soundtrack, not actually a soundtrack itself. Well, Aaron Funker, Venetian Snares, would disagree. He would call it the soundtrack to his downfall. It isn't the soundtrack to another piece of work. That is essentially the spiritual follow-up to the previous record that I'm not going to try and pronounce again. It, you know, in the same way it uses a lot of orchestral and classical music in it. My Love is a Bulldozer, uh, not quite to the same extent, but still has a lot of classical influences and samples within it. And the last one, the Chocolate Wheelchair album, was the first record I really got into uh, uh, from Venetian Snares. Just having a very lovely time at university, I got well into my break core, and, you know, Venetian Snares was just like... Yeah, everything. Winnipeg is a frozen shithole. Is a really good one as well. Yeah, well, it's funny. I almost, I almost put that here because I, I get the impression that it's not like the most loved snares record, but because, but I, you know, whenever I think of Winnipeg, I think of Winnipeg is a frozen shithole, and <laughs> you know, which, he hasn't done much for the tourism industry for that. Well, you know, apart from being that from that number count from Sesame Street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's. So, so like Venetian says, just amazing. He's got so many bits here and there. The, the talking about the video 
for a brief second. Um, obviously, it's un- well, not obviously, but it is unofficial as far as I'm aware. The Venetian Snare's unofficial videos are amongst the best music videos. The other one to check out, if you haven't, is Sabbath Dub. I was going to plug that as well, exactly. It's absolutely... Not only is the song amazing, it's like the song Black Sabbath remixed by Venetian Snares, which I have on 10-inch here. Unfortunately, that's already been ticked off, so... Um, uh, <laughs> But, um, the, yeah, the video, which is a kind of like classic YouTube video of a sort of a very, very, very drunk man attempting to dry, uh, buy some beer in a in a supermarket or something. But it, it works uh, absolutely perfectly. Yeah, so definitely go hunt that out. Do listen to the, record, the rest of the record. And hopefully we've got some converts here for sure. <laughs> nice. What have I got? Yes. So I want to play you an artist from South Africa called Abel Selako. I wanted to make sure that sort of, you know, classical music doesn't mean white music because that's, you know, definitely something that's very easy to fall into. Um, And definitely, you know, there's a lot of Indian classical music and stuff like that. And there's loads of music that you could classify as classical from non-white traditions as well. But I definitely don't consider myself any sort of an expert on any of this stuff. But I saw this guy play last year. (laughs) I guess it was about this time last year. It feels so incredibly long ago and he was absolutely brilliant and he hasn't really he hasn't really released too much and there's I don't really have too much to add to him apart from the fact that he's absolutely brilliant and I'll speak about it a little bit afterwards so this is Lamentato by Abel Selako <laughs> Thank you. 
seems like that went down an absolute treat so that is the sounds of abel selico south african cellist but uh trained in manchester and is being based in the uk <laughs> sorry just chuckling at a gareth subliminal subliminal t-shirt promo um that, that's the one that i really see it but there's, there's been a few before but i hardly ever see them um i saw him play at the london jazz festival um uh launch so it would have been the last one so it's about this time last year and yeah, just thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, and since then, he's been picked up by like a classical music manager and is definitely more working in the sort of more traditional classical world, we should say. Because I was like, I, I want to book him, you know, I want to get involved. But he's playing with, you know, big orchestras and doing all sorts of stuff, which, which is brilliant. But it's not really, this doesn't cross over too much with what I do. Um, but, you know, he's super young and I'm sure he's going to do all sorts of stuff because I definitely think he's got something to offer um, the avant-garde just as much as offer classical music, you know, yeah, big, big fan. So he, I don't, he hasn't done a proper, he hasn't done a full length album or anything like that, but uh, you can definitely find some more performances from him on YouTube, some more uh, bits and bobs. Um, since this is quite a short segment, do you want to put in the chat? How many, how many have you got on the bingo people? How many, I want to see how, how people are getting along to see who who's going to get the closest. Oh, five, five, five six. six. Oh, wow. Hey. Alex is doing, Alex is a top contender uh right now yeah well mate you're currently uh you're uh, four. Uh, andrew six as well you can't you can't say you need a shirt and try and tempt us into a merch hawk because that's apparently <laughs> one and we're not gonna we're not gonna do that we're not gonna you know we're not, we're not gonna be baited <laughs> we're not gonna try into to it. sell some t-shirts no on yeah, our no. big cartel uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know we, we we want someone to win you know um yeah, yellow. Uh, someone someone will. We're most, so yeah, yellow's been by far the most popular um, so far. If it carries on this way, I might just ask that couple of people that have bought a black if they want to swap to a yellow because it'll oh. be a lot easier. No, it's um, 
No, I'm not. I don't even know where I was going with that. So I, was, I just wanted to say something. I'm going to play some music instead um, before we sail too close to the, you know, I know your new career is essentially in uh, T-shirts. Yes, that's, but if yeah, I, that's you know, sad, when, when sad state of affairs, walking if it get, and selling clothes. If it gets better, right. Okay, mate. So if, if, um, if everything goes back to normal, Will your success as a t-shirt salesman take you out of the gig promoting world mm. and being one of those guys that sits outside gigs with knockoff t-shirts? Oh, mate, that's been, that, that, that's, you know, when I used to go to metal gigs in the late nineties, you know, you always used to get them, but uh, I, I no, I just don't think, I don't think, I don't think my heart's in it. You still get them if you go to big gigs. It's just that, like when we went to Eels, there was guys outside, um, outside the Academy oh, yeah, Brixton, yeah. Uh, hawking t-shirts. Anyway, uh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. The tease of of the World Wildlife uh, Federation wrestlers. World Wildlife, yeah, World well, Wrestling uh, Federation. I think he's talking. I think, think it's, he's, it's uh, WWE he's these days. <laughs> I think he's talking about yeah. It's two pandas, uh, you know, wrestling to the death. Since the since the court case, they're not allowed to call themselves WWF anymore. Okay, well there we go. There you go. See wrestling facts. You come here for the music, <laughs> stay for the wrestling. Uh, I go play another cellist, uh, phenomenal cellist, Anne Muller, whose record Helio Pause came out last year on uh, no uh, no on a race text. In fact, uh, this is a live video of her performing with Solo Collective with the fabulous Sebastian Reynolds and Alex Stops. Uh, this is her solo track though, this is number two. Thank you. 
There we have it. Happy to hear that uh, it was Grace, Grace O'Byrne, who uh, told Ronan to put horse in a video, our resident horse-based expert, the only person who's looked after horses for a job uh, yeah. on here, as far as I know. Well, yeah, uh, Justina, my partner, uh, my significant other, uh, she uh, always says that everyone either looks like a horse or a plate, um, but we won't go down that route. Uh, Anne Muller uh, is neither. She is a phenomenal cellist. She <laughs> is not uh, a horse. She is not a horse uh, or a plate. She is a wonderful cellist uh, from uh, Germany. Uh, number two uh, is... The name of the track that you just heard, obviously performed live with Solo Collective. It comes from this, well, obviously the studio version comes from this record, Helio Paws, Out on a Raised Tapes, The Fine London, uh, Modern Classical. It is her only solo record. She's had a couple with uh, Solo Collective. She also had one with Nils From as well, called Seven Fingers, that also came out on a Raised Tapes. And yeah, talk about yeah, Solo Collective. a couple of times, so she was, she, yeah, really great. But de- I, Niels yeah. from is one okay that makes sense again and we would never normally mention Niels from but uh what sorry, guys, wow but, but, but it's it, it makes sense it's because it's it's, it's it's the classical one you know so yeah that makes sense and thank you Barry I am also absolutely chuffed about how this is going so far this could be my favorite ever of our live shows so far no joke this, got, this is uh this is doing it I've got the strong beer out and that's when everything went wrong last time so most of the time I'm actually just checking to see my laptop still plugged in. Yeah, 11% beer gas. I mean, come on. You're a professional here. Uh, Yeah, I know. I mean, that's why I can cope with the the strength. I mean, when it kicks in in about three tracks time, we'll see. But anyway, Solo Collective. uh, Yeah, like I said, Sebastian Reynolds, Anne Muller and Alex Stoltz. Uh, it's the only time actually I saw Amula live was when I was uh, when I was DJing actually one of their gigs uh, between me and the three musicians that was at least half of the entire capacity of that venue and I haven't included the uh, not the capacity the people who turned up to that show. Yeah. That was set in Dulston, right? Yeah, it was. It was a very uh, very sparsely populated, but yeah, me and Justine had an absolutely wonderful time. It was a yeah, fantastic show. And this record, the first one particularly, Solo Collective Part 1, or, uh, on Nono, Nono Star Records, which is the record label of Alex Stoltz. Also wanted to shout out in the middle, Sebastian Reynolds. With, this record actually comes out in January. Uh, Nihilism is Pointless on Faith and Industry, uh, another label we've played fairly recently on the podcast. Yeah, We've played uh, quite a lot, actually. Uh, we, he opened our 200th episode, I seem to remember, and yeah, so we won't be playing this record, but it is worth going and checking out. And Alex Stoltz, who we play on next week's podcast, funnily, coincidentally enough, mm-hmm. uh, his last record, Outmost Edge on Nonostar, which is the record label he runs, worth getting stuck into. He's a, uh, Alex Stoltz is a violinist. Uh, he has a custom made five string electroacoustic violin and he uses it incredibly well. Um, but yes. That's all from that. Nice one. Thank you, everyone, for all the very nice messages in the chat as well. I know that a lot of people can see the chat, but some people not looking at the chat. Everyone is being very nice in the chat. And if you want to participate, just see what everybody's thinking about the songs and stuff like that. Apart from me and Gaz, the Zoom chat is open. So uh, extra enjoyment as far, as far as I think. Cool. Going to play you a killer band from Southend here. Been going for many years but after sort of initially getting popular as a sort of east london post-punky type band in that sort of 2006 7 8 sort of explosion 
they have since done more orchestral, more soundtracky. Some would say more interesting music. I like I like the old stuff and I like the new stuff. Actually, I think they're both great for for what they're for what they're worth. So I'm going to play you one from their album came out in I think 2013. The album's Field of Reeds, and this is Organ Eternal.
that was the sounds of these new Puritans. Richie doesn't approve of the video, says it's rubbish. Gareth also is not a big fan of their general art direction as well. So he is uh, somewhat with you there. But I do um, think... Uh, this is the best cover. This is the best album cover they've got. The one that you can see right now for the Field of Reeds. So, yeah, these new Puritans were definitely a band that sort of came up as I was sort of going to a lot of gigs and starting to do shows. You know, I saw them play at Offset Festival 2006 and they were one of the most hyped sort of bands around. And not many bands kind of move quite as far as they do. And to have done what they've done and still be around is amazing. So, yeah, this is what you just heard, Field of Reeds in 2013. Um, What are you chuckling about, Gareth? Uh, Sorry, I'm damning with faint praise. I've got fainter praise uh, coming up, I'm sure. Move move to the next page. (laughs) Oh, well, so these new Puritans are banned. Like, I've never really invested any time in, to be honest. Like, I've never heard them, their music at all. And this sort of goes some way to explaining that. Um, because, I mean, their latest record, sorry, Anthony, I'm sort of trampling all over you talking about a, a, a track that you like. But the one on the right is just like, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's like, if, like, I don't know, in your older sisters shit record collection is what that that cover would be and it's some sort of like i don't know some bad pet shop boys knockoff um i would go with if covid, COVID was, an, was al- an album cover that is harsh Richard. that that is that is damning and on and on the left is like you know the album cover's okay but that typeface looks like something from microsoft word art <laughs> I would say, but anyway. All right, Gareth, all right, enough, 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 enough slagging off. I want to talk about this record, Hidden, from 2010. It's definitely the sort of midway point between Field of Reeds and the earlier sort of punkier stuff. Um, Hidden, lead singer was called We Want War, if it might uh, jog any memories. That's actually the last time I saw them live was in the sort of We Want War era, these new Puritans, and I haven't seen them since. They do play it like, you know, the Queen Elizabeth Hall and the Barbican and places like that, and I definitely do want to... Um, I do want to see them. I do want to see them again. I feel like I can't talk about this anymore because just... No, uh, I'm... I'm Yeah, I'm trying to say nice things about these new Puritans here, people. Kind of get get, get a grip. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm sorry, mate. I should have done that after we talked about how great the track was. It reminds me a lot of, I don't know if it's just the xylophone, but ex-Easter Island Head. I could hear hear that. You know, phenomenal band with obviously many xylophones. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, so I had with xylophones. They play the, the mallet guitars. They play their guitars with mallets. Oh, I, I just remember them using mallets mostly. It is. They've got no xylophones. They do have mallets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let, let's get going. Gareth's eleven percent beers kicking in. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, hidden. <laughs> You, Hidden, you said, was your favourite record, right? Just so that we've got that. I th- yeah, I think my favourite uh, These New Pears and Records is Hidden, but definitely all of them have uh, something to offer, I think. Great. Apart from the cover-up. Um, I'm going to play some music, not actually too far away from that. This is possibly my first real introduction to what modern classical could be. You know, So I know I talked about Venetian Snares, which obviously which predates this quite considerably. But in terms of you know, combining something, essentially making techno from classical musical instruments, Brent, the Brant Brower Frick Ensemble, which is a hell of a hell of a record when you're early on in your career as Brant Brower Frick were at this point, featuring Amika. Uh, this record is sublime. 
Enjoy. This is called Pretend.
Ian, I think you asked about whether there was a less mad version of this or whether it was a cover. Uh, not to my not to my knowledge. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm right on that. I don't think it's a cover. But but the Brad Frick ensemble. So Brad Frick, uh, a, a great trio. But for this record, they became the ensemble with you know, as you just saw from the video, many many musicians uh, playing classical instruments and turning it into sort of experimental techno music. Mr. Machine. The, that song is obviously fantastic, but the rest of the album is also great. Definitely worth getting your hands on. But uh, Brent Brown Frick themselves haven't actually released a huge amount, a couple of EPs, a couple of records. Miami was the one that followed That followed uh, Mr. Machine, came out in 2013, also on K7. Uh, the, the person to really shout about in Brent Brown Frick is Daniel Brandt, who's records, who's, uh, and I think was saying in the chat that he's put on, a couple of times live and these two records also on a race that were on a race tapes were both were both fantastic flamingo especially from channels we definitely play, played on the pod and is yeah a personal favor both of us i don't us, know I what the pun is with k7 records ronan yeah. do you want to shall we unmute ronan so he can Gaz, we unmute ronan for oh. two seconds Gaz, i'm muting you ronan how do you pronounce k7 records it's the french for seven is set is it's cassette Ah, ah, well, there, there we go. Thank, thank you, Ronan. You are the first, um, uh, first actual speaking guest on a live podcast ever. Thank wow. you for the bingos. Uh, never, never knew that at all. <laughs> Mr. Pun every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah, no, obviously. And um, also, like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, like I say, they've, uh, like, Brent Brown and Frick have all had solo work afterwards. Daniel Brandt, certainly you know, the finest, in my opinion. Uh, Paul Frick is actually part of um, Tangerine Dream, uh, a somewhat legendary German yeah. act. With uh, virtually you know. every member being dead, but somehow they sort of uh, keep on keep on going. Yeah. People still keep on going to see them and stuff. I mean, they are a great band and all that. Well, that's what Edgar Froese, wasn't it, was uh, the main chap in Tangerine yeah. Dream, who is, uh, who is sadly also... Uh, dead uh, alongside Scott Walker and many others. Uh, but, <laughs> alongside other people who are dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> famously dead, lots of people, uh, unfortunately, particularly this year. But yeah, um, so, and... Uh, Daniel Brown is killer, as you say. I've, I've put him on a couple of times in London and it's really good. Both of those two erase tapes albums are excellent. The track Flamingo has been a, a, a staple of my uh, gig back playlists for us to play between the bands it's, we probably played that one on the podcast is a killer tune yeah second yard botanicals from frick is not one i've heard to be honest um but yeah certainly one to check out i would say so but yeah and that is, i think that's us mate nice we've Isn't got it? one more song to go but we're going to come back in afterwards because of i'm gonna doesn't look like anyone's got the bingo yet so we're going to play the last tune and then me and gaz are just going to reel off some ones that we think we think are likely like nege nege records oh you stop it <laughs> okay that, that's just uh you know, just, just that doesn't count in case it does count <laughs> i want to play you one from john bentz here john bentz is uh, an artist from the uk he's um yeah but he did a this record kill was released on kill uh kill jockey on thrill jockey here um, last year, but it was actually released before that as well. I can't exactly remember the label that did it then, but it's been released, re-released with Phil Jockey, and he's done a new album recently that's wonderful too. Um, really unique, heavy, excellent 
this is a, it's not it's a 14 minute all one piece of which this is a five six minute excerpt so we're just going to give you some of this it is kill
There we go. As we said, that's just a little bit of an abrupt cutoff because of uh, that song goes on for like 15 minutes. Uh, I have to mention because Terry sent me a message. Like I did a show with John Bentz a year, last year, two years ago. He performed that uh, record, and I was excited, man. As like I like I love that record. I think it's amazing, and it was without doubt the worst show I've ever seen. Absolutely atrociously abysmal. I've no, I don't think I've, my my girlfriend has ever despised the performance quite so much as that, and she was completely right. And it is a <laughs> step, basically it involved John Bentz sitting on a stage, pressing play to that. And sort of standing in the middle of the stage and sort of wheeling his arms. Like, I, I don't, it, it didn't make any sense. But it is a testament to how brilliant I think his music is. The fact that I haven't held it against, I haven't held it against him, you know? <laughs> like, and and I mean, it doesn't make that record any less incredible. I mean, not every great record is great live, but just, I think yeah. it would have been great live if, if, he, if he did it. You know, it's not like it's a, a record that sounds like it's got 20 musicians playing on it or something. It sounds like no, double sure. bass and screaming and hitting stuff. <laughs> no, Gemma, but, it was not genius. No. I know, it, it, you know, you trust, trust me, it wasn't, just wasn't. But, but uh, thank you everyone for listening. Right, we are going to go through what we think is in the bingo. I've been making a list uh, <laughs> and me and Ant were WhatsApping in the middle being like... Uh, I haven't seen uh, what's on Gareth's list though. So I was suggesting that we go for the, the least likely. So I'm going to go, for, I reckon we go one by one. Uh, I okay. will go first. Because mispronounced a, uh, well, Gareth mispronounces a foreign word and foreign was in inverted commas, I also suspect Gareth mispronounces an English word is also in there. No, you can't speak, Ronan, you're muted. Okay, no. Okay. No. Okay. okay I'm We're having our own for, mini competition here. I'm going to go for um, Gareth says that he loves traditional music that's made in a new way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no. Okay, well, no, that, that's out. Okay. Oh, all right. So then I've got I've got two that are quite similar, but I'll go with one at a time. I have the general cost of seven inches these days. No. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Wow, we could be here for a while. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, Miloš de Festa. It's got to be there. M- Miloš de Festa? No, no. Oh Christ. Um, uh, all okay. right. Okay. The my related one is the the value of a record now. Like, so oh, this record is incredibly expensive now. It's like really hard to get on discogs or something. Bloody hell! Richard Douglas on there says the bug. The, the, the bug. Ah, yeah. yes, we have a first one. Kevin Martin. Okay, great. Uh, hang on, but people suggesting a point played the bingo, so just oh, calling off their sheet. That is a good point. I, I, I don't understand bingo. What a <laughs> point. <laughs> that, that is a very good point. Richard has just, uh, Richard has just uh, uh, sneaked one in there. I, 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 I could have been smart. I could have been smart enough to spot that. Uh, they're very smart, Richard. Okay. Yeah, the, the bug Kevin Martin. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Um, something about rocket recordings. In a similar vein. Nope. No. Uh, uh, we said Nege Nege records before, but how about Uganda? Just okay, generally. Ju- just just Nege Nege. Uh, what about me talking about writing for The Guardian? Fucking no. Jesus. I, I thought there might be one to do with my shows or to do with Babi Yagas Indeed. or something, but uh, that's not come through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put on this band at this point. <sighs> Uh, NTS Radio Resonance FM. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I see some celebrations in there. Is that yeah. is that is that bingo from anybody or? Oh no! Okay, well that is another one. Oh Christ! Two to go. Is anyone on eight? Okay, Alex is on eight. Oh, there's so oh, many. Barry's eights. on eight. Christ! Oh mate. <laughs> um, oh we've got shit we've got loads of people on eight all right that, like that, 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 we don't get it soon we'll just give it but there seems to be a bunch of people on eight and that, I don't want to that means to, that, <laughs> all right I, I think i've i think i've got i think i've got one which is you know we always 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 mention bad camp <laughs> okay. yes oh, oh gareth of course of course yeah i don't know how I did oh, oh it looks like House. we've got a winner is it barry Good. oh barry oh, we've got joint winners it looks like validated okay, with is, is, is it just barry or now we've got ben and barry no, I, think... I think oh no just barry. No, barry no 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 ben was just celebrating barry all right barry congratulations you are the winner of a podcast t-shirt what color would you like yellow or black we can we can sort it out of we can we'll sort, sort it, it out later uh, guys uh, thank you so much for tuning in this was uh, i think my favorite of all the uh of all our live shows so far and i've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed all of them yeah, humongous um, thanks to you, Ronan, as well for sorting all this out. It's <laughs> absolutely incredible, and you know if you if you enjoyed it, Ronan, me and Ronan met around End of the Road Festival, which actually is probably another thing on the bingo um, uh, because of his Ringo Music Bingo, which you should definitely check out if it is in your vicinity. Uh, Ronan is Facebook the best way to follow. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Bingo. bingo Music Bingo on Facebook and. We're going to do a sort of a live podcast, but not only patrons, a sort of Christmas special free for all. Um, I think it's going to be 29th of December, we've decided upon. So, yeah, we will let you know first because uh, Zoom only, my Zoom, company, my work Zoom, Zoom account only allows a certain number of people on a Zoom chat. So, we will let you all in uh, to register <laughs> first, of course. Anyway, unless you've got anything else to say, Anthony. That's all, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, well, yeah, thank you so much for supporting the pod. Thanks always. It's always amazing. We will see you soon. Bye. Ghana, Africa, you. Ghana, Africa, you.
Vamos a 